Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. Stop talking because nobody cares. You are a complete complete idiot idiot. from head to toe. Go do something that actually matters. Why were you even born? I I hate you. These are some powerful words that I've read online about myself. Now, nobody has ever said any of these things to me in person, but it doesn't really matter because when I read these things online, it hurts. And I don't know if you've ever been targeted for hate online, whether it's a comment on a YouTube video or your blog or a reply on social media or something that you read in a forum somewhere, doesn't matter. It never never feels good. No matter how much people tell you that, those are things you should just ignore. And I've been the target of a lot of hate online ever since I started back in 2008. And there were moments when I almost gave up. And I'll tell you about some of those moments. But I also want to share with you some of the things I learned that helped me persevere. And if you've heard this show before and have followed my journey and have heard me teach others, you know that perseverance, resilience, grit, consistency, focus, these are all things that you need in order to succeed. But it just takes one comment to derail us. We as entrepreneurs have this funny math where one negative comment outweighs 100 positive comments But I don't even think it's just math specifically for entrepreneurs. I think it's just for us human beings. And it was only when I learned what I'm about to teach you today that things finally started to make sense. Things finally started to get easier. And I was able to finally find my flow and my groove, which led to success. And that could only happen once you stop letting these hateful comments hurt you. And it's only when you learn where they come from that you can do that. So in today's episode, you're going to learn about the three different reasons why people hate on you online. So make sure you stick around. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he's excited to learn from the next mistakes he'll be making, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Welcome to session 372 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. 
My name is Pat Flynn, here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And today we're talking about haters and the hateful comments that they hate on you with. And I've, like I said, received my uh, fair share of hateful comments, and I know you are going to receive them too. It's just something that you cannot avoid. And through this episode, you're gonna hear why it happens and essentially why you can't avoid it but how to deal with it, how to bust through the negative emotions that you're gonna feel as soon as you start hearing some of these things. So whether you are already hearing negative comments out there and hateful comments coming toward your way, or you're just getting started and you wanna better prepare yourself, well, you're in the right place, and I'm gonna tell you a number of stories and things that will help you understand where this hate is coming from, because like I said, it's only when I started to understand where it was coming from that I was able to actually empathize and, and reflect and better understand that, well, it's actually not about me, but it was about the other person. So before I get to that, I wanna just jump right into probably the most, uh, gosh, just traumatic story related to hateful comments that were happening online. I may have told this before in person or if you've heard me on stage before, but I wanna tell it to you now. And it's just, it's gonna make you upset, I promise you. So, So here's the story. 2012, I received a comment on my blog and I checked my comments every day. I replied to most comments every day at this point in time and I still try to, but it's been more difficult since the business has grown. But back then I was paying attention to every comment and every word people were saying and doing what I could to serve my audience on my blog. And I received this comment and it was about 500 to 800 words in length. It was a, it was a lot of words, more than normal. And I read this and I was in shock. And it was a person who was reading my blog and essentially calling me out, telling me that everything I was sharing was false, this was on an income report, that my numbers were incorrect, that I was a con artist, that I was just feeding off of people's dreams and hopes, and that I wasn't qualified to talk about online business. They were also giving a lot of examples of people who were qualified to talk and why they were different from me, and even going so far as to mentioning that in my videos, the fact that I was wearing worn out t-shirts meant that I was a fake because a person who was allegedly making as much money as I was and sharing, and for those of you who don't know, I was sharing how much money I was making every single month to show people how my businesses were running, how they were growing and how they were not growing and sharing all the things I was doing to sort of diversify my portfolio. Anyway, they said stuff about how I looked and that, well, you don't look like a person who's making that much money. You don't live in a home that is sort of like these other people who who are making this much money, so I don't believe you. And I soon deleted the comment because it was just very hateful, and they were saying some other things that I can't even share here because it's just, it would bring me to tears, so I'm not gonna even get into that. But I deleted the comment. I found it quickly, and I deleted it. Hey, my blog is my home, and I don't need that in my home, okay? Like I invite you in and you come here and you tread all this crap all over my carpet. Well, now I got to clean it up. So that that was that. And I thought I was done. And that's usually what I, what I was, you know, I had gotten hateful comments before. And uh, in some cases, it was easy to understand that a person was just misunderstood. So then in that case, I took the Gary V approach and sort of just tried to engage in conversation with people who were obviously misunderstood. And many times those people were able to convert into people who then followed my stuff and some have become big fans and many have actually become great friends. And it was just because people were misunderstood. And this person was misunderstood too, but they crossed the line. So when you cross the line in my home, you're out, okay? So they were out. Well, I thought I was done with that. Well, a couple hours later, I started to receive a number of emails, probably a couple dozen, from friends online 
who were saying things like, hey, Pat, this this guy left this like really hateful comment on my blog, the blog that I mentioned you in or uh, the podcast episode that you were mentioned in. And like, where is this coming from? Like, I, I, do you know anything about this? And I said, oh, my word. This guy had copied and pasted that same message onto 30 or 40 different websites out there on the comment streams of places where I was featured or mentioned and it was out there and people were starting to comment and people were starting to ask questions and I was starting to feel the anxiety and I was starting to tremble and I was starting to get sweaty palms and just like I wanted to go and hide and I wanted to escape and I literally started to cry. Like I know some people say like, oh, you shouldn't cry, but I, I like when people are saying these bad things about you and then there's nothing you can do to control how much it's spreading out there, you, you, you start to cry, right? And whether you actually cry or not, it's not a good feeling, okay? So this was happening and luckily all of my friends immediately took that down and then this person followed up on my blog again with some other additional comments. And then I started to engage with this person and just ask simple questions like, why are you doing this? How come you're spending so much time doing it this way? And, uh, and then eventually more comments, and I just, I, just, I just closed up in a shell. I turned off the comment section on my blog, and I hid. And by hid, I mean I didn't produce any new content for two and a half weeks. I didn't go on my website. I didn't go onto social media. And it was, a, it was one of the darkest times in the history of my online business career because I just wanted to escape. And I had imagined, I remember the first couple of days just kind of laying off of the online world, just imagining that this is all what people were talking about. And of course, that wasn't actually true. But our brain tends to do those things to us when we sort of just are in situations like that. We think the worst thing possible. And so it took a couple of weeks but I eventually got back online and I started to get very scared about posting anything because I didn't want hateful comments. What if, you know, part of my brain was like, what if this guy's right? What if there's truth to what this person is saying? But when I really rationally thought about it, you know, there's the emotional thinking and then there's the rational thinking, right? When I, when I thought about it rationally, I knew that wasn't true. I knew I wasn't lying about my numbers. I knew I was actually being helpful for people. I knew I wasn't scamming people. And so I knew his allegations were false, yet it still hurt. And so I was very confused. I didn't know what to do. And I reached out to my good friend, Derek Halpern, who runs a blog at socialtriggers.com. And he said the words that changed everything for me. He said this. He said, hey, Pat, every second you waste thinking about this guy is a second you're taking away from the hundreds, the thousands, the tens of thousands of people who actually care about you. Who need you, who want, who want you, you to, continue to continue to create content? Why are you letting this one scumbag control your entire life right now? And it was at that moment that I realized that he was right. I was actually taking so much time away from people who cared about me that I let this person essentially win. That's, that's probably what he was trying to get me to do. And I let him win because I was just in that reactive mode and very very high emotional state of just escape, right? That that sort of, uh, you, you know how there's like a, you have different responses when things like that happen to you, whether it's like in person or if you're in the wild and you, you are met with a predator or online and you're met with a predator. There's the freeze approach. 
which is the kind of essentially what I did. There's uh, I did I did for a while. There's the fight approach, which isn't in my nature, and then there's the uh, flight approach, which which is where I was going. I, I was ready to give up online business. I was ready to to put put up the towel and uh, you know put put up the whatever you put up in that situation and just 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 go back to architecture. That's literally what I was thinking. But thankfully, Derek brought some light back into it. And I started having conversations with people in my mastermind group, and they all essentially said the same thing. And, and, and most importantly, they were like, you know what, Pat, we're here for you. Like, you you take as much time as you need, but, you know, hey, if you need a sounding board, if you need to get something off your chest, we're here for you. And that was a big key as well, because in this online space, you can't do this alone, especially when there are people out there, predators and haters and trolls out there who are going to try and push you down. As I once heard from a good friend of mine, Adam Baker, who once blogged at manversusdebt.com, but now works with Steve Cam over at nerdfitness.com, he taught me that the world is sort of like a bucket of crabs. And this takes us to our first sort of lesson here when it comes to why we receive hate. We receive hate because we live in a bucket of crabs. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means essentially, if you imagine that we're all a bucket of crabs, if you actually have a bucket of crabs, like live crabs, and one crab starts to climb out of the bucket, no matter what you do, one of the crabs that is already there is gonna pull that crab back down. And then another one's gonna come up or that same one's gonna try and get over the edge of that bucket. And then another crab's gonna come and pull that crab down. And thus, we are never gonna get anywhere because of the crabs that are there who are like, no, why are you, why are you leaving this space? This is, this is where we're supposed to be. And so we live in this world that is a bucket of crabs that when we try to do big, great, world-changing things, different things, when we try to take a stand, we are going to, at the same time, challenge people and we receive hate because those people are challenged and that's a defense mechanism in a way because when their beliefs when their life when their business is challenged they're going to go into defense mode uh, and defense mode for some is getting very aggressive and lashing out and saying mean and hateful things so that that crab or you doesn't get out of the bucket So that's the first reason why people are so hateful because they are challenged. I mean, think about just how livid people get when people start talking about politics or other big important things that are happening, especially on places like Facebook where it's so easy to just say things. And when one person's views are challenged, another person may step in and be try to be more aggressive and then that it gets more aggressive or eventually a person starts to sort of, you know, retreat or freeze and just, you know, nothing great can happen at that point. You know, one of my big pet peeves is when people on social media especially try to you know, I think it's healthy to share your opinion and your point on something, but when you try to purposefully, because you're being challenged, change somebody else's view, like to literally change who that person is and what they believe in and, and do it so forcefully, it's like, that's not how it works, right? And so I, I get very upset when I see conversations that are happening in certain places where it's obvious that a person is getting aggressive and being challenged, and this is exactly why this person was doing what they were doing because I was challenging how they 
had had once experienced building an online business. It was hard for them. They weren't successful. They were doing things that weren't working when I did more research, and I'll tell you more about this story in, in a little bit to, to, to put some closure to it, but uh, that was a major reason why I was receiving on the receiving end of this, and partly it was because I was just being open about a lot of things, and I was challenging people's um, perceptions of you know how things should be done. This person didn't believe that one uh, should share their numbers in such a way. They were being challenged to believe that you know business can be done in a legit manner that uh, serves people first versus you know focusing on products and you know other services and things like that. But here's the truth: the truth is, you have to be different. You have to take a stand. You have to take bold actions, make bold decisions, and like I said, take a stand for something. And when you take a stand for something, when you are a certain way, and when you are actually taking action, those crabs, those those crabs, they're going to try and defend. They're going to try and pull you back. They're going to defend themselves because you are different. But you can't be successful if you're the same. So therefore, you will be on the receiving end of hate if you are different enough to succeed. You see what I mean? You have to be different to succeed or else you're just gonna blend in in the crowd. But if you want to be different, you also have to know that you can expect people on the other side who are being challenged to step up and, and try to defend themselves too. So again, this isn't about you, it's about them. So that's number one, because people are being challenged. That's where a lot of hate comes from. Number two. So to set this up, I wanna tell you about a study that I recently saw on TV with two groups of people who were each going to listen to a song and critique the artist. The first group was told that uh, their comments would be shared with a singer uh, and their name would be connected to it. So both groups listened to this to the song and they each got to rate the song and the singer's skill from uh, one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the best. So the first group, the group that is not anonymous, had given her five, like the song wasn't that good and it was kind of off pitch. It actually wasn't that good, but obviously this was done on purpose for the purpose of this study. So the first group who were told that their comments were gonna be shared with this artist uh, and uh, were not anonymous, gave the scores around five to six and they were saying kind of nice things like, you know, she's, you know, she, it's a good start. I think with a little bit of training, like her voice could be really great for her songs. Uh, you know, she's almost there, you know, it's not bad, things are pretty good, you know, and so kind of middle ground. And the group that was anonymous that were able to safely hide behind that anonymousness had given her ones and twos and saying things like her voice sucks, uh, she's a terrible singer, she's never going to make it, and those kinds of things. Now, the second part of the study was that second group, uh, actually the person who was managing this uh, focus group had come in and said, you know, by the way, we actually, uh, surprise, we, ha- we actually have the artist in, in the house today, so we're gonna bring her in and we want you to share the same feedback that you shared with us with her. And so they brought her in and, and, and none of them could say the same things to her face. Even though they had said her song suck, she's terrible, she would never make it, they couldn't say that to her face. And so this takes us to why people are so hateful online, and it's because of anonymity. Anonymity. There we go. So the idea that nobody's gonna know who you are anyway. And this is why on places like YouTube, especially on YouTube, where your screen name isn't even your name necessarily, it could be just some made-up uh, avatar, you see the most hateful comments ever. 
but even on places where you can connect with people and find out a little bit more about who that person actually is, like on Instagram and on Facebook, you still see a lot of that hate, that 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 driving force of just trolling toward people because it's online and it doesn't feel as real. And when the study was over, the host of the show went to group two and asked, well, why were your comments so harsh? Why were you saying such mean things? And every person had said, well, because we didn't think that we would have to say it to their face because we could just easily say things without worrying about repercussions of that. And so you have to realize that when people are hateful and, and being trolls online, that they're doing it knowing that there is safety there for them. And they're doing it because, I mean, and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the third reason in just a minute, which is the, the biggest reason, but they're doing it because they know there's not gonna be very many consequences. If they were to take uh, that same comment and tell it to you to your face, most of them probably probably would never even uh, think about doing that. They might think it and, and want to say things, but never do it because, you know, there's common sense and there are rules of being a good human. But online, those rules don't really exist in most cases, which is why it's important to find your people and to have your vibe attract your tribe and, and build that raving fan base who can, A, support you and say great things about you and, and love you, but secondly, defend you from trolls like this. Because what I love about building super fans is the fact that sometimes I see uh, hateful comments and even before I reply to them or delete them, I've already have you know, 20, 30 comments from from you guys, from the super fans, from Team Flynn defending me because we're all in this together. We're a team, right? And I, and I love that. So just thank you for the support over the years. And I started seeing that around 2010, 2011, when my podcast actually started to come out. Whenever I started to receive hateful comments because I was taking bigger actions, because I was sharing more information than others, because I was a little bit different, Team Flynn always sort of stood up for me. And I can't thank you enough for that. But going back to the point here, point number two, because it's anonymous in most cases, uh, people are gonna say things that they would never say to your face. I mean, I got a, I got a iTunes review the other day that was like, let me, I'm pulling it up here, uh, ratings and reviews, and it was a one-star review. It said, this used to be a good show. Now it's just a shill fest for Pat's buddies. Sad. And I saw that and I was like, oh. And then I actually went back to my details page and looked at my archive and went like, no, this, this, like some of these people aren't like, quote, my friends who I hang out with all the time, they're very successful entrepreneurs who have shared things, and some of these episodes are some of the most popular that I've ever published. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, dude, but um, yeah, the show must go on. And around this one-star comment, which was posted on April 3rd, there are hundreds and thousands of positive comments. I mean, I look at the, the number of positive comments, there's 2,488, there's barely 50 uh, one-star comments, and there's there's so, so, so many more five-star comments. Yet, I look at that, and, I, and, I, and it makes me think. It makes me check myself. And uh, like I said, we entrepreneurs and creators, we have, we have a weird math. We, we have an absolutely weird math. So anonymity, did I say it right? Anonymity, anonymity, <laughs> see anonymity. See anonymity. Anyway, just trying to lighten the mood, guys. Just trying to lighten the mood because this isn't all about being sad and receiving hate. And actually, we shouldn't have to receive it. 
it, it's something that shouldn't exist, but it does. And this is why I prepare you for such things. And I wanna also share with you this information because I want you to know that you're not alone. And part of my job here at SPI is to sort of, you know, I, I used this analogy once and somebody really liked it, so I'm gonna share it with you again. It's like we're traversing this unknown path together right we're, we're in the forest and there, there are no trails we're trailblazers right and I, you know I'm, I'm in the front and I have the hardest job because I'm I'm receiving all the stuff that's there that you haven't seen yet before so I, I have my machete and I'm sort of you know whacking away at the the weeds and the, the nasties and, and all the things that are out there the baddies and uh, trying to make it a little bit easier for you behind me so you know i'm 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 leader here and i and i want to i want to lead the way and i want to lead by example and I'm, I'm willing to take a lot of hits for you and and that's why we're here that's why we're talking about this and if any of you lead others too if you are building a following of any kind it's it's your job to help your followers realize what's ahead right and, and this is why we're here so let's let's move on to the third and final point here and this is uh the fact that these comments aren't about you. The trolls, the haters, it usually comes as a result of something that happened in that person's life. That it just happened to cross your path and your openness, your your vulnerability, your willingness to have comments. I'm not saying having comments is bad. Comments are good. Having and receiving sort of conversation in and around the stuff you're talking about is good. Even if it's even if it's uh, even if it's constructive criticism, even even if it's not all in agreement all the time, that's okay. That's healthy. That's actually required. That's how you know how to steer the ship in the right direction is by openly receiving constructive criticism and knowing when you've done things wrong so you can reassess and understand how to pivot and go back in the right direction. It's when you get the extremely hateful comments, the over-the-top, very disrespectful, troll-like comments that's that's when it just starts to 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 eat at you and it could really hurt it could absolutely hurt you and derail you and that's what I not I don't want that to happen to you. But it's not because of you that you're receiving this. It's because of the things that are happening in that person's life. They are sad. Something in their life had happened once to give them the notion that putting this on you is okay. It always comes from a place of hurt. And it was Shannon Irvin who said Hurt people hurt people. Dr. Shannon Irvin, a neuropsychologist who's been on the show here before, her podcast, Epic Success, is amazing, and she taught me this. She said, hurt people hurt people. These people who are trying to hurt you, guess what? They are hurt themselves, and it may or may not be their fault, and you will never know, and that's the thing. I had an interesting moment happen with my son a few months back, and much of my following had seen and heard about this on my Instagram at Pat Flynn on Instagram because I shared this as as soon as it happened because it was a big lesson and something that was pretty dramatic. So my son got a computer for Christmas and he's been doing some YouTube. We uh, I let him borrow my uh, Sony RX10 Mark Five camera, which is a pretty good camera, especially for vlogging. But it's it's simple; you don't need to worry about lighting so much anyway. I don't have to get into gear. We'll save we'll save that for the gearheads later in another episode. But anyway, he uh, has been doing a lot of YouTube, and actually, after just a couple runs of showing him how it's done, how to uh, take a video with the camera and put it into his computer and edit it using iMovie, and then export it and 
and, and then put it into YouTube, how to title it, how to add a description, how to link to things, how to tag it. After doing that a couple times with him looking over my shoulder, he was able to do it himself and he had been on a good run during Christmas break creating a video every single day for about seven days and his channel was growing and it's it's gone very well so far and he's since slowed down since school started but he'll probably pick it back up again in the summer and we're also creating a little uh, thing in our garage uh, that's going to be a nice little video studio for him and his project so it's just done in the garage without in the house not outside where people can sort of see house numbers and stuff it's just in the garage that's all getting set up it's really fun and exciting it's cool to see him as a nine-year-old uh, create it's it's really amazing actually but part of creation is like we talked about uh, and especially posting on places like YouTube it's it's being open and and, and and understanding that there are hateful people and hurt people out there that may try to hurt you so my wife and I knowing that he was going to go into YouTube sat him down and we actually taught him that there are people out there who because of the anonymity online and because, and I didn't use that word because I obviously don't know how to say it, but uh, be, because of the way YouTube is, people are gonna try and tear you down. They're gonna leave hateful comments and it's not because of you, Kaoni. It's because they are hurt. Hurt people hurt people. If people say bad things to you, it's likely because something bad is happening in their life and we have to empathize with those people and realize that it's not us. It's not because we're creating bad things. It's because bad things happen to those people and we just happen to be on the receiving end of that. And we taught them that. We taught we, we mentioned that a bunch of times and because I we knew it was coming and it and it did. So after doing YouTube for uh, a good uh, month or so, uh Kaoni comes downstairs while he was editing another video and he goes, "Hey daddy, uh how do you delete a comment from my YouTube channel? And we're like, oh, okay. Um, wh wh why do you want to delete the comment? And he, and he said, well, the, somebody left a really bad comment and I want to delete it, which is what we taught him to do. Like if people leave bad comments and you don't want them on your channel, like delete them, right? But he didn't know how to delete them. I, I hadn't yet taught him that. He, he had yet to receive anything until now. So I went upstairs to check his computer and check the video. And it, it was actually his most popular video. It was a video where he and I built a little carnival game out of a cardboard box, cutting holes in it, and you could throw wiffle balls in it to get points and stuff. And anyway, it was really cool. And I think at this, at this point, it had like eight to 9,000 views. And I scroll down and I say, can you show me the comment that you're talking about? And I scroll down and uh, the comment that I found said to my son, kill yourself. Kill yourself. To a little kid. And so my wife and I are there and I'm just like, I wanna figure out who this person is and I wanna just give him a Flynn whooping, right? But that violence is not the answer, right? Uh, anyway, plus they're anonymous, which is part of the problem. So I turn to Kaoni and I go, how does this comment make you feel? And just Kaoni blew me away. He goes, you know, I just feel bad for this person because something bad probably happened in their life to say that. And it was a very proud moment for me in April to be there and, and witness him say that. That's a very adult thing to say. And some adults don't even handle things like that as well as he did. And the reason why he handled it so well is because we taught him that. We prepared him for that. I'm preparing you for this. If you have kids, you need to prepare them for this as well. 
And it was so great to see that put into practice, real life, right there like that. And there was nothing that was like, I hate this person, how could they? There was nothing of, you know, even an ounce of thinking about what this person was saying to do or that his content was bad. None of that came up. None of that was apparent because he knew that wasn't true. He also pointed out the fact that there were 30 other comments of people saying, great video. So it's obvious that something is going on in this person's life to say something like that, especially to a little kid. Now, I was still upset, but that very proud moment uh, and, and what my son said was, you know, kind of wiped all that away. So then, of course, I showed him how to, how to delete that comment, and that was that. And then he was able to move on and completely finish editing his other video and uploading it. I mean, that, that, that comment would have derailed me immediately. I would have packed up and, and closed up shop and went back to architecture and uh, just a very proud moment. So hurt people hurt people. And if my son can take comments that are very hurtful and understand that it's because people are hurt that they're saying those things, then guess what? You can too. A very proud moment. And so if you, if you end up going to FlynnCon and you see my son there, like give him, a, give him a pat on the back and, and, and tell him you're proud of him because I'm proud of him too. And we want to we continue to reinforce that. And hopefully if you have kids too, you can sort of make them feel good about the decisions they make about how other people might behave around them because that's stuff that we can't control. We can only control how we react to the things that happen to us. That's the truth, right? Thing, there are obviously things we can control, but then the things that we can't control, the only thing we can control about those things are our reactions and how we decide to think about them. Let's rewrite the story in our head. And uh, in this case, it's, it's true. Hurt people hurt people. So I hope this episode helps you. If you needed this, if this is something that was beneficial to you, if this has prepared you for the future, I want to let I want I want to hear from you. I want I want to know what your thoughts are and let me know what you think on Twitter or Instagram. Hit me up at Pat Flynn. Let me know that you heard episode 372. Tell me your thoughts about it. Share the episode with people who you see in the future or right now who may need to hear this because the hate's out there, guys. But let's not make that st- this stop us because we've got so many more people that we need to help and serve that as we get bigger, as we grow, as we take bigger, uh, bolder actions, as we take a stance on something and try to be different and try to become successful, those people are going to come out and they're going to try and stop us. Those crab pinchers are going to try and you know bring us back down and, and we're not going to let that happen because you know what? There's a whole bunch of people outside of that bucket that are, that are going to help pull you back up as long as you don't pinch me on the way. Anyway, thank you guys. I love you so much, and I'm here for you. We're in this together. Team Flynn, you're amazing. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe and subscribe to the show. You could also go to smartpassiveincome.com slash subscribe, and you'll get a number of options for how you can subscribe if, uh, you know, depending on what your favorite platform is or what device you're on, it'll just be easier to do it that way. smartpassiveincome.com slash subscribe. Say hello to me on Instagram or Twitter at Pat Flynn. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And Team Flynn, just one more time, I'm here for you and your people need you too. So let's keep going. Team Flynn for the win. Oh, by the way, no, 
I mean, I didn't really mention any links, but if there's, if you want to check out the show notes in the in the resource page and come back to the blog, obviously, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 372. Oh, hey, and I forgot to give you closure on that story. So this person that had uh, reached out to all my friends and left that nasty comment, I actually had the courage later on to reach back out to this person and just to, to ask why, to get clarification, because I still didn't quite understand why they would do such a thing. And after a little back and forth, and I, I really wanted to get on Skype with this person because I wanted to hear from his mouth what he was saying, and he refused to get on Skype with me, which is really interesting. But anyway, uh, eventually I got a response from him, and this is what it was. Hey, Pat, uh, sorry I targeted you like this. You were an easy target because you were everywhere online, and as a result of that, I thought it would be an easy way for me to get traffic back to my site and build awareness for my brand. What? Yeah. So the fourth reason that a person might hate on you is because they want to get traffic, which is, I, I, I can't, I can't even. I, I just, what? I can't. Team Flynn, you're amazing. Thank you for being one of the good ones out there. And I'll see you in the next episode. Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast, yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.